You're now listening to a Binge Bull Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Binge Bull Brain podcast. In today's episode, we're going to discuss why do you have such an extreme cravings and definitely more binge urges just before your period. I'm going to give you three reasons why you might experience higher appetite before your menstruation. However, I want you to know that there might be more reasons why it happens. However, this is a free podcast, not an academic lecture, so I'm going to keep it, I'm going to try to keep it short. I also want to prefix today today's episode uh, by mentioning that the information I'm going to share with you, it mostly applies to naturally menstruating women. Because for women taking hormonal birth control, this may look a little bit different, right? Depending on a form of anticonception you are using, because if you are using hormones, of course, external hormones will impact your own hormonal system. Therefore, it might look slightly different for you. However, I still believe that this is empowering information. As a woman, we are not really taught that much about our own hormones. That's why I'm going to start this episode with just quick, simple menstrual cycle 101, okay? I'm going to describe to you phases of the menstrual cycle because in today's episode, I'm going to mention those. So I just want to, you know, give you a quick reminder. So we could say that our menstrual cycle consists of two phases. The first phase is the follicular phase and it starts on the first day of your period and it lasts usually like 13, 14 days and it ends in ovulation. And of course we are assuming that it's only 13, 14 days because we are saying that a regular cycle could have like 28 days, but we all know that it could be even 35 days and it's also fine. Uh, so just you, you have to adjust this information, right? So in your case, the follicular phase could last a little bit longer. Okay, so the first part of our cycle is the follicular phase and this phase ends in ovulation. And then the luteal phase starts. It starts after ovulation and it lasts till the moment, moment when you get your period. So during the follicular phase, we've got also this menstruation, right? <laughs> the shedding of, your li- of the lining of your uterus. So that's the moment when you experience bleeding. So that belongs to follicular phase. And we call this phase also low hormone phase because when the follicular phase begins you have lower levels of estrogen and progesterone so in the follicular phase at the beginning of the follicular phase especially during menstruation your uh, hormonal system is the most similar to the hormonal system that men have and then during the follicular phase those hormones will rise a little bit So when estrogen levels peak, that's the moment when you experience ovulation. So your body releases an egg 
uh, or a couple of eggs. <laughs> and that's the moment when you are most fertile. And that's the moment also when the luteal phase of your cycle starts. In the luteal phase of your cycle, your body believes that there has been a possibility of pregnancy. Therefore, your body is preparing for the implantation of the fertilized egg. Therefore, the progesterone levels uh, go up and the progesterone will dominate in the luteal phase uh, of your cycle. And then when your body realizes that there's no pregnancy, then your menstruation happens again. So you are shedding the lining of your uterus. (laughs) Okay, I hope that my little summary reminded you of the information that you already have. So right now, let's go to the main topic of the episode. So let's talk about why do you binge more before your period? So why do you binge more in the luteal phase of your cycle? And the first reason is just because you have faster metabolism. And I know that it is frustrating to have those massive cravings just before your period, but your body is sending those cravings just because you need more energy. So it is scientifically proven that in the luteal phase, your basic body temperature is higher, which means that your body burns more energy even if you don't do anything, even if you just lie down all day. And I bet that some of you who maybe use fertility awareness method as a method of anticonception, you know that. Because to measure, to find out when your body ovulates, you probably measure your basal body temperature with just a regular thermometer. And you notice that in the luteal phase of your cycle, your temperature is higher. Uh, Even in the morning when you measure your temperature, your temperature is higher and that's because your basal body uh, metabolism is higher. (laughs) And that's something that many, you know, food plans or my fitness pal or even your dietitian, they don't consider that. They just give you a diet and tell you like, yeah, just eat, uh, I don't know, 1800 calories per day uh, for the next uh, couple of Uh, weeks and we're gonna see whether you're gonna lose weight (laughs) but the truth is that your energy needs aren't the same every day and in the luteal phase uh, you just need more fuel so if you don't consistently feed your body a little bit more food like 100 to 300 maybe even 400 calories per day every day of your luteal phase, you may create a small energy deficit. And one day you're just gonna find yourself really having higher appetite. And then you're gonna eat uh, twice as much as you would normally eat. And you're gonna blame yourself. You're gonna, you know, uh, you are going to uh, blame yourself that you don't have enough willpower. But it's not the willpower issue. It's just your body requires more energy. Your body isn't just a simple math equation. (laughs) Your needs change every day. That's why it's so important to move towards intuitive eating uh, during your binge eating recovery. Because when you are more intuitive with food, like you don't have to really obsess about how much you eat today, tomorrow, because it's all gonna like your body will figure it out. (laughs) Like you won't have to use your brain to figure out how much food you need on a day-to-day basis. Your body will just tell you 
And it's probably going to tell you every day during the luteal phase of your cycle that you need just a little bit more. And the second reason for your increased appetite and extreme binging just before your period is lack of periodization of your training. Because you may feel worse during those high hormone hormone days just before your, your period. Because you need to realize that during the luteal phase, uh, usually the, uh, the levels of hormones like progesterone, estrogens, they are higher and they also impact your nervous system. That's why maybe uh, during the first part of your cycle, you may feel more energized, especially when those estrogen levels are higher. However, in the second part of your cycle, you may feel more moody and fatigued. So periodization of your training is very important. It it can impact also your, your power output and your strength gains. Because the truth is that the best time for hitting the gym really hard is uh, probably around your ovulation or before your ovulation. The interesting fact about the luteal phase of your cycle is that the hormonal level uh, prevents you from utilizing your glycogen stores. Therefore, you may have those carb cravings. Your body believes that you might be pregnant, therefore it's better to save those stores for later. So in general, it's just a good idea to to kind of think about the way you are training, okay? Because in each phase of your cycle, your training should be a little bit different. So for example, during the menstruation, it is actually a good time for like your good performance at the gym or running, swimming and and so on because your hormones like estrogen and progesterone are the lowest. Of course, it may not apply to you if during the menstruation you just experience a lot of uh, period cramps and, and so on. But in general, this part of the cycle kind of um, in terms of hormones, it would be a good moment to Uh, again, start training again. And during the follicular phase, that's the the part of your cycle where uh, when most women, they do feel that they are very strong. (laughs) Um, They experience increased pain tolerance and decreased recovery time. So as I said before, the ovulation, so like the end of the follicular phase, that's the moment when your estrogen peaks Therefore, it's also the best time for you to really be aiming for those PRs. Like you are physically the strongest just before or during your ovulation. And after ovulation, the luteal phase comes, which means all of those lovely symptoms of PMS, (laughs) including cramping, headaches, GI issues, bloating, mood swings, and so on. So in the luteal phase, it's really way harder for women to build and repair muscle. So there is no point of view uh, to really try to hit hard the gym because you're probably just gonna lose more muscle than than build. This um, phase of your cycle is just not optimized for building muscle because your body kind of thinks, expects that maybe you are pregnant. Also during the luteal phase, your carbohydrate demands may be higher 
as I just told you, because your body have trouble with taking that stored glycogen and, and turning it into glucose. Uh, your blood volume may be, may be different. You may be having harder time with controlling your body temperature. So it's definitely go- would be uh, harder for you to do some kind of running race uh, during the luteal phase of your cycle when the temperature is super high. So for example, during, during the summer. Uh, and in the luteal phase of your cycle, it's definitely a bad idea to train in a fasted state. Because again, you just you are just kind of running on empty fuel because your body isn't very eager to take those uh, glycogen from glycogen stores. Moreover, you're gonna pump more stress hormones like adrenaline, and therefore it's going to steal from your progesterone. Um, so it's not a good moment to train fasted in the luteal phase of your cycle because you're just gonna pump more cortisol into your bloodstream and we know that high levels of cortisol they stimulate fat storage and they also impair muscle building muscle growth muscle repair so just skip those hard hit sessions (laughs) just before your period i believe that overtraining and definitely overtraining before your period it impacts your cortisol and cortisol will impact your thyroid, your energy levels, your mood, uh, and so on. So just before your period, take it, take it easy. And I'm not a huge fan of, you know, some kind of fitness trackers, uh, but I do recommend maybe uh, utilizing something like a period or fertility tracker, because right now those apps are very improved and you can use them as kind of like a journal, like just try to be a researcher and try observing your body and trying to come up with some conclusions like how do you feel in each phase of your cycle because what I'm telling you is kind of like a theory and I want you to have an insight how it looks like in your own life. I want you to notice how your body reacts and responds to training during different phases of your cycle and I want you to notice how it affects your productivity, um, I don't know, sex drive, energy levels, mood, and so on. So maybe it would be a good idea for you to just start tracking these kind of things just to get to know your body a little bit better. So I think it would be just a good idea for you to track for a while. I'm not talking about, you know, tracking your calorie intake or tracking your weight. Track things that matter, like your mood, energy levels, uh, how do you feel during a workout and so on. I just want you to really befriend your body and in order to work with your body instead of against it. And I want to also clarify something that I'm not saying that in the luteal phase of your cycle, you just need to let go of all of that physical activity and just lie down in your bed. No, not at all. Uh, Physical activity is still important. It still helps you a lot. It can elevate your mood. Uh, What I want you to do is I want you to do just enough. (laughs) So you don't want to be doing too much during the luteal phase of your cycle, but also you don't want to be doing too little. You need to find that sweet spot. And I believe that 
tracking certain parameters of your life can help you uh, to find that sweet spot. And I bet uh, you're going to discover that you have to just scale back a little bit from the intensity of your training. And if you are interested in hearing more about how to optimize your training in order to achieve better performance, I highly recommend a book by Stacy Sims, and it's called Roar, How to Match Your Food and Fitness to Your Female Physiology for Optimum Performance, Great Health and a Strong Lean Body for Life. So that's the book I read a couple of years ago, and I think that it's a well-researched book. Uh, So if you are interested, (laughs) you can find more information there. And right now we are going to go to the third reason why you might um, experience that high appetite just before your period, why you have those extreme cravings, and why you binge more. And it is just neurochemistry. (laughs) I know it's a very broad topic, but uh, I just want you to know that because during your menstrual cycle, the levels of hormones fluctuate, these circulating hormones, they also act as neurotransmitters, which means that they affect brain cells. So uh, we could just summarize that your neurochemistry changes throughout your menstrual cycle. One of those changes is, for example, higher insulin resistance. So in the luteal phase of your cycle, your body has higher insulin resistance, which means that when you are eating like kind of like (laughs) uh, wrong foods, meaning, for example, highly processed foods, that might set off the blood sugar roller coaster, which um, then going to lead probably to more cravings. But in this case, the the matter is really, really complicated because uh, many studies show that indeed women in luteal phase of of their cycle, they do crave more carbohydrates when they compare them to what they eat during their follicular phase. So indeed, it, it appears that eating carbohydrate rich foods it turns up the levels of serotonin, which which contributes to, to you know to your happiness and well-being. So it is possible that by increasing carbohydrate intake during the luteal phase of the of, of the cycle, women are trying to kind of like self-medicate with food in order to in order to just feel better. <laughs> so so those are like the interesting changes that can happen in your brain. But of course, there are also other ways to increase your serotonin levels. Because I, d- I do agree, like sugars, starches, they do increase the amount of uh, serotonin you release in, in your brain. And that chemical increases your feeling of happiness. It is possible that it is medi- mediated uh, via insulin, that it's not just the sugar that causes um, serotonin release, but it's, um, it's, it's that the sugars contribute to release of insulin and then in turn insulin contributes to release of serotonin. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't matter. What matters is that if you know in the, that in the luteal phase of your cycle you will want to self-medicate with food 
you can also find other ways to increase the serotonin levels in your brain. If you want to find out uh, what are the ways, you can just quickly Google it. Like, okay, 10 ways to increase serotonin levels in the brain. (laughs) And there will be some simple tricks that you can do, like going outside and spending some time on the sun, right? So it's not that, that difficult. What I want you to know that uh, those cravings that you experience, uh, they do give you physical and psychological comfort. For example, many women crave chocolate um, just before their period. And it is true that even the taste of chocolate, even if you like put it on your tongue, that already releases some endorphins. <laughs> and therefore, you get this pleasurable feeling. So again, that would be the argument uh, pro self-medicating with with food. The, the funny thing is that even the aroma of chocolate may affect, may affect brain chemistry. But the thing is that there is some counter argument to all of what I just said. That okay, chocolate or other comfort foods, like they do change your physiology, then they do make you feel better. But it's not the whole story. So there is an article from 2017 saying that uh, the types of menstrual cravings are impacted by the culture around us. <laughs> so for example, chocolate cravings are endorsed by over 90% of US women. However, in that study, when they asked Egyptian women, only 6% of Egyptian women endorsed cravings chocolate around their period. And when they ask Spanish women, only 28 of Spanish women experienced menstrual cravings. <laughs> so as you can see, menstrual cravings for chocolate are common in US, but it doesn't mean that they are common in other parts of the world. <laughs> and in that study, they said that just the exposure to US culture increased the likelihood of of you wanting to eat chocolate, you having, you know, chocolate cravings around uh, your period. <laughs> which also, which, which means that menstrual chocolate cravings may be culture-bound construct, <laughs> which is so interesting because then you know that uh, your, your cravings for chocolate just before your period is, is a mixture of physiology, psychology, and cultural conditioning. That's why I don't like, you know, straight answers like, oh, why do you crave chocolate? Oh, I crave chocolate because it gives me a serotonin boost. Like, no, it's not that simple. It's always, uh, the reasons are always multifactorial. (laughs) And we have to take that into the consideration that it's not always just one factor that contributes to us wanting more chocolate before our period, but probably it's a mixture of different factors. And unfortunately, when we are talking about how that change of neurochemistry 
in your bra- in your brain can contribute to you having higher appetite, you having those extreme cravings for chocolate or other comfort foods. Unfortunately, there is no simple solution for that. In this case, it's a little bit harder because yeah, sure, we have a lot of research talking about, you know, metabolism, appetite, food cravings during the menstrual cycle, but there's not much information in terms of like a like a solution because there is just a soup of different factors and hormones that contribute to your appetite. Everything is, you know, changing, going up and down. It's definitely different for each and every woman. So it's really hard. So what I can do is I can give you, you know, superficial solution that you probably have heard many times before that maybe during the luteal phase of your cycle, you should choose complex carbohydrates. You should reduce um, salt and sugar intake. You should maybe eat more magnesium-rich foods, maybe supplement with the right form of magnesium and vitamin B6. Maybe eat high-potassium diet and so on. Maybe also take some supplements that can help you to stabilize your blood sugar levels. But But again, I feel like those those solutions are like, they are not very profound. They are not like game changing. So sorry for that. In in this case, I kind of feel like it's best to just, again, follow your intuition, remove the guilt during the, <laughs> during your whole life, you should remove the guilt uh, about the food you are eating, but especially during the luteal phase of your cycle and just follow your intuition, listen to your body and, and you're just gonna be fine, <laughs> I believe. I think it's time for me to wrap up today's podcast episode. And I think that right now you you understand how important are hormones in our life because they affect almost every area of our life. So it's really important to optimize your hormones, but also respect your hormones. And maybe some of you women who went through pregnancy now you are reminded how hormones are re- important, right? So remind yourself of that first trimester. So those crazy hormonal changes were happening when the baby was just the size of the, I don't know, sesame seed or blueberry, something like that. Just because your hormones changed, you experienced extreme fatigue, nausea, food aversions and plethora of other symptoms, right? So so now you can see how powerful our hormones are and how much they can impact our, our day-to-day life. So the same happens in the luteal phase. Your body is preparing for that pregnancy. That's why those mood swings, higher appetite can already start. Maybe something that I also didn't mention in today's podcast episode, but I want you to know that, of course, there are uh, individual differences because today I gave just a blanket statement, blanket advice for everybody (laughs) who menstruates naturally and how to deal with those cravings before your period. But some of you may... um, may have additional symptoms, right? Some of you may struggle with PMDD estrogen dominance, progesterone insufficiency, PCOS, and so on. At the end, I also have the last piece of advice for you, and it is don't go too crazy with this whole 
hormone optimization. <laughs> you know, I went through a phase a couple of years ago uh, because uh, I wanted to optimize my hormones because I struggled with uh, hypothalamic amenorrhea, which means that I lost my period. Then I, you know, went on a journey to optimize my hormones and I tried to rebalance my hormones uh, also after taking the hormonal birth control, right? And what I did is I was just trying to micromanage every area of, of my life <laughs> just to, you know, optimize my hormones, whatever that means. <laughs> and, you know, I was trying to, I don't know, detox estrogen with cruciferous vegetables. I was obsessed with, I don't know, eating magnesium-rich foods before my period. I was doing some kind of seed cycling. I was also taking supplements that, you know, I didn't, I, I took those supplements, but I didn't even do a blood test uh, to see if I need those supplements. I just did that, you know, based on my suspicions. Um, so again, for a while, I went a little bit crazy and I feel like uh, it wasn't that useful, you know, the results I, I've gotten weren't that spectacular. So I just wanted to remind you that we eat to live we do not leave to eat. <laughs> so I think that it is possible that, that, you know, in your, in order for you to stop having those cravings before your period, that you're gonna go on a journey to like optimize your hormones, to never feel any symptom of PMS. And yeah, I do not recommend that. I do not recommend doing too much. You know, there is a, a book uh, called In the Flow by Alisa Vitti. And she recommends, you know, like each menstrual phase specific exercises, work tasks, relationship activities, and so on. And I feel like it's a bit too much. <laughs> I think it's just easier to, to accept that, okay, before my period, I feel this and that. I need to eat more of this or that and just just go with the flow. You know, you don't have to... Um, you don't have to try to do everything perfect just to, um, you know, avoid some of those symptoms. Uh, like, yeah, let's just do not go too crazy with this whole hormone optimization. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Um, okay, I hope that this podcast episode was helpful. If you have any more questions, just let me know and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!